I'm with Arliss, W7 X-ray Uniform. You've just come back from Heard Island. What was it like? It was terrific. I uh, have had a long-time interest in Antarctic, sub-Antarctic islands and had spent a year at the South Pole back in the 80s. And Actually, I was also on the VPA trip earlier this year to uh, South Sandwich in South Georgia. And this was another exciting chance to go to a sub-Antarctic area and just the travel... You know, getting there and being on the island without the operation was exciting. And then being able to do the DXing and pileups and all that was terrific. So this is, this is not your first de-expedition. So how did it stack up? Uh, this was, most of the ones I've been on before were with my wife and myself and maybe a couple of friends. And then, the, like I said, the VP8. Uh, both the VP8 trip and this were different, but they are both very exciting. And those were the first times I've been to really big time uh, the expedition with large groups and uh, top 10 wanted uh, uh, entities Um, so it was thrilling in two parts one just being at a very rare spot and then the fact that uh, on Heard Island itself opposite side very near the opposite side of the world from where I live so back in South Dakota so it was great. So what do you do when you're in South Dakota? I'm uh, an emergency department physician um kind of semi-retired to retired at this point trying to stay retired but we'll see when I get back home Uh, but yeah that's what I do is ER work. So I'm guessing you also wore the the doctor's hat uh, when you were on Heard Island? That's correct and uh, uh, with expedition funds and some donations and all while back home got uh, equipment medications that type of thing to at least give basic care to people who are on the island. But luckily, everyone stayed actually quite healthy. A few minor falls, that type of thing. But no serious injuries or illnesses to speak of. So, so uh, emergency department, you've got access to all manner of gizmos and gadgets and scanners and nursing staff and support staff and, and all of that. You don't have any of that on, on, on Heard Island. How do you prepare for the difference? Uh, well, actually, that's a very good point. And... Uh, part of the preparation is telling the other team members, uh, making them cognizant of the fact that I don't have a lot of support. Um, the last place I was working full-time in, back in South Dakota was a specialty cardiac hospital. And the goal when someone would come in off the street was have them in the cath lab and hopefully within 30 minutes, hopefully sooner than that, and if they have a clogged vessel that's opening up. And I have to tell the guys here that, well, Instead, we're not talking half an hour, we're talking 10 days back to, to Perth to get help. So you have to recognize that if something really bad happens, there's not a lot I can do. And you could possibly die or bad infection, something like that. Uh, severe broken bones. Um, people have to be accepting of the fact that, yes, I can give them something for pain and may set broken bones, but definitive care is a long ways away. So as far as antibiotics, that type of thing, try to take... As much as was reasonable, but still there's the element of risk that everyone had to accept. So how do you prepare as a physician? I mean, you, you, you come from an environment where you're, you know, a member of this huge team that makes stuff happen. And, you know, you, you pay your part in, in, in that mechanic of, of, of you know, being a part of a, a hospital environment. How do you mentally prepare for, you know, you're the, the first, the last and the only you know, option in this environment? 
I guess having worked in emergency departments, like you say, I usually have, I have almost always I have someone to back me up. Uh, so if all I have to do is kind of control things uh, for short term until, you know, if it's really serious, they go to the OR or they go to the cath lab or wherever. So how do I prepare is gathering the, uh, the medications and basic splinting material, things like that. And then it's just kind of accepting that all I can do is the best I can do. And people have to recognize that there are limitations and just have to accept that as the risk. And anytime there's only so much you can do, uh, regardless of whether you're in a specialized setting and lots of help or out in a very remote place uh, like Heard Island. Sometimes, you know, like if there's a, what we call a code, if someone stops breathing, uh, still there's only so much you can do even in the hospital setting. And sometimes people's luck just runs out. And uh, it's just... Uh, and you have to kind of ex- learn to accept that over the... I was an ER doctor for 25 years, and sometimes, no matter what you do, things don't work out. And Heard Island, it was uh, similar, only <laughs> it was things... You, I just had to realize things may not work out. I'll do what I can, but sometimes things just don't go your way. <clears throat> so I was, I guess, some way it's already prepared for that. It was just that this was more personal because <laughs> these would be people I know... And it'd be it'd be tough to see someone you know dying, and you can't do anything more about it. But that's just the way the way it goes sometimes. Okay, so all that aside, you know, you left with fourteen people, and you came back with fourteen people, and as far as I know, everybody's got all their fingers and toes still. So, what was the worst you had to deal with? Uh, the worst was. Um there were a couple times people fell down and had some minor injuries. Actually, it was on the Braveheart. Someone fell down some stairs and some abrasions. There were actually two instances where, uh, separate instances where uh, different people became light, became dehydrated and lightheaded and uh, weren't feeling too well. Uh, but then it was just a case of more fluids, rest, you know, put your feet up and hope this wasn't a sign of something more serious but as it turns out it wasn't and and they all they both got better pretty quickly okay so so the, the short version of this is that you didn't actually have to call on your doctor duties very much and you got to be a radio amateur uh, for most of the time that's correct uh and because yeah some of the falls were on the Braveheart, but for there are a couple times i was called on to give my opinion or reassurance and but correct, most of the time I got to, be, got to be just ham radio operator. What's your fondest memory? Oh, my fondest memory probably was uh, the day we landed because it was beautiful weather and we were expecting kind of the worst and instead the sun's out and you could see uh, Big Ben, the volcano and it was gorgeous and it, the wind wasn't blowing hard and uh, landing that first day I thought this was worth all the effort to get here even if I didn't want to get to get on the radio. It was, it was just a wonderful place. I'm with Alice W7XU. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks.